you out. Yeah? Oh, it helps me sleep. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to have to try that because, like, really bad. Sometimes I can't get sleep yeah. just because of that. I it's sleep with like, the radio. Same thing, man. It's yeah, that bad. so I use yeah. headphones. I think we're good. Really? I didn't know you had <clears> tinnitus. <throat> it's, it's weird because it doesn't sound as bad sometimes, so I don't know if it is tinnitus because tinnitus is permanent, right, as far as I know? But if you first start but, to get it, it'll be like you hear it, and mm-hmm. then it'll kind of go away, and then it'll kind of hear yeah. it again, and then it'll go away. Yeah, Mine is like, like you know what I mean? Yeah. Explosively loud, yeah. Have you ever heard that if you, like, there's this weird trick that if you put your fingers like this and you snap them, like, while covering your ears, that's supposed to help? Doesn't work. It, I've tried it. It doesn't Horseshit. work. Uh, yeah, yeah. It Every work. sound therapy that they tell you or try to sell you, like, if we talk, now that we're mm-hmm. talking about this... On your phone, on Facebook, you're going to see tinnitus cures all this yeah. shit, and you're going to be like, "Shut up!" Like you know, yeah. they don't work. You know, yeah. Pour some garlic sauce in them. It's your more like salt in the wound. Yeah, I probably just made that shit up. Just like <laughs> did you make that shit up, or did you actually hear about that? I just made it up right now. Oh, nice. Okay, so okay, let's let's start this. So, listeners out there, you know, don't hate us because this is who we are. I wasn't done. You, I didn't answer your question. Wait. I was I was going to re-ask it. I work with these people. Sorry, more badass. Sorry. Okay, do it again. All right. Do it again. I'm ready. Dude, what an intro. Oh, my gosh. Hell yeah. Oh, <laughs> Absolutely oh. fucking not. <laughs> what is up, people? Welcome to the Tops Daily Grind. This is episode 30-something or other. Two or One, three. I think. Something like that. Yeah, 31. 30-something. <clears throat> We're uh, we're 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 in the low thirties now. Kind of like up there in the world. Kind of like yeah. I used to be. Now I'm in my mid thirties. So, yeah. feel like I'm getting older, and yeah, I feel it. Definitely. Tired. Yeah. So we have a we have a very interesting guest today. His name is Jason Johnson, and he throws knives. He throws, <laughs> he throws sharp objects, which is uh, which is pretty badass. So, uh, Jason, welcome. Thanks for being here. Appreciate it, man. We're, it's we're an honor to be here. So definitely. Uh, Big fan of you guys, so sit down at the table's a welcome thing. Likewise, yeah. we're glad we're yeah. glad you made it up here. Yeah, I would definitely enjoy watching your Instagram and seeing yeah, all the following you all through the country. I know you've been traveling a lot too. Yeah, so. yeah, we've been having quite a lot of fun traveling, and <clears throat> it's a spice of life, man. Getting to do what you do, you know, do what you love, and travel the country and train people to be badasses with knives and That's maybe ride a dirt bike or two and. Yeah, stay in weird places and meet cool people and <laughs> yeah yeah so there's a there's a place nearby you're staying in yeah it's an old uh an old hay mill uh that burned down in 1898 predates the town of Shelley and kind of creepy and you know two by 12 furred out concrete <laughs> wall you can tell it's the old first floor of the grain silo and hell yeah and, seems cool and potentially haunted yeah that's what they said that when it burnt down they had a whole bunch of they lost all kinds of stuff and they kind of alluded to the fact there was no casualties, but who knows? Mm. It's a you know old creaky building, but it's definitely I guess it's like two hundred some bucks a night normally, and it was fifty bucks. So I'm like, well, there's got to be a reason it's fifty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Where's this at? Shelly, Shelly, right? Yeah. It's crazy how close something is to where you live, and you never realize that uh, that exists. Yeah. That exists. Yeah. 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 yeah supposedly, there's a cabin up in uh, up in Rexburg on the on the dry farms called Wolfman's Cabin. Supposedly that one's haunted. Nice. We tried to go up there a few times when I was a Dude, teenager. and I mean, I, I'm a not a big um, spiritualist or like a supernatural guy, but I believe in ghosts. You and believe I've in ghosts? I've seen ghosts. Yeah, like I've, my dad was a deputy sheriff, and long story short, we moved into a house uh, 
just after a lady got hit by a train, she was driving a Fiero and she was pregnant. Oh, shit. Well, I had went out to take the garbage out and saw this lady the year after the fact to the day facing away from me on my side tracks. I was a kid, freaked out, ran in the house, couldn't speak. You know, I was like 14 or whatever. And this is a small town, Kenner, Nebraska. And I ran in the house and my dad was like, oh, whatever. It's probably the neighborhood crackhead. Get the garbage out. You know, he's a cop. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Come out, you know, didn't see nothing. The dog was hiding in the kennel, just freaked out, scared, you know, which was kind of a weird sign. And then the next day, my dad comes home. He goes, sit down, Jake. I sat down. He goes, uh, was that work today? And the cop came up to me. He goes, hey, Dale, you remember what we were doing a year ago yesterday? And he goes, no. He goes, remember that lady got hit by the Fiero in that house by, right by the house she bought? And she was, she was pregnant. Well, I didn't tell my dad she was pregnant, standing there with her hands on her belly like that when I saw her, and it freaked me out, dude. Holy shit. So, yeah, it was a year to the day that lady <laughs> got hit by Fiero, and I saw her freaking ghost. It was a... Yeah, see, I've always been very skeptical, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And there's things that I've, I haven't seen, like, seen, but, for example, like, my, <clears throat> when one of my aunts died, like, in, it was, like, 95 back she used to live in mexico so they didn't have phones they couldn't just call like it was all they send letters and yeah so she, my mom had this dream and like she woke up like crying and like what's wrong and she's like i had this dream that that my sister came and said goodbye to me I'm like well yeah i mean it it's happens. just it's dream. normal yeah yeah and so i wrote it down like i had a little like a little yeah. notebook and i wrote it down and like about it was, your, it was your, your like a, your like a my mom's sister journal or something. Yeah, like no, it's it, it's my mom like a little prayer book that my mom had, uh. and I wrote I wrote it down there. And like about a week later, she got a she got a letter saying that her sister had died from stomach cancer. Oh wow! And the date was that like that <laughs> the day that, that you wrote day, that yeah. night. She had the dream. Yeah, and so you you can say well coincidence, you know, right? But forward like six years later, we had one of my other my other aunts, her other sister, she was sick. And she said that she was, she was kind of delusional at that point, but she said that she saw her dad, which had passed away, you know, 30 mm -hmm. years ago, and that she saw him at the foot of her, her bed. Sure. And yeah. that he came and told her that he was going to take her with him on. So I was talking to a doctor. This um, day. Yeah, no, and you're, and you're not wrong. Like I was talking to a doctor that was like, we see this happen all the time you know, people that see spirits in the rooms with them and uh, prayer that heals kids from cancer and all kinds of stuff that happens yeah. all the time, man. The power of a human spirit is very, very... Yeah, and it's weird because even after all that, like yeah. I, I'm, I'm still... You're still skeptical. Still because skeptical. it hasn't happened to you personally. Yeah. <laughs> but it, but, I'm like that too. But That's that one, thing. I'm like that too. But that one with my, with my aunt, we have a recording like of her t talking to her like three days before she died. Oh, wow. That's weird, yeah. And so, like, it's coincidence, probably. But you're yeah. still skeptical. I'm still skeptical. Yeah, that, that's why I say I am, too, because, because I've never had an experience like that. Because she's dreamt those things, like, a hundred times, and it's never happened. Right. So, like, right. this time it does. Like, I, I don't know. But yeah, each person I, has their own. But my know. thing, I was just an innocent bystander, like, take out the garbage, I yeah. forgot. Uh, and then come up, and like, oh, you know, it's well, a surprise. <laughs> no. Well, here, we were playing poker downstairs one night. With a bunch of guys here from work, and uh, one of them brought his wife over, and I guess she could feel spirits or something. And she's like, "Do you know that there's like actual spirits in here in the in the building?" And I was drinking, of course, and I'm like, "Well, fucking leave them alone. They ain't doing nothing." To you. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something you would say. 
<laughs> and she's just like, awesome. okay, and then left like five minutes later. I'll tell you what, we were, uh, you guys ever heard of Silent Hill, right? Yeah. The town of Silent Hill. It's actually Centralia, Pennsylvania. Okay. And so it actually is a real true story about the, the mines that started and the town started on fire and all this. So it's a real place. A buddy of mine, we were leaving a knife throwing competition in Pennsylvania and it took us like four hours to get there. So we get there. We tour the place, and it's literally like it is in the movies. The single church still stands. There's like three residents of the town that once they die, the government takes it over. It's, you can't move there. The mines are still on fire to this day. They've tried to put them out many, many I times. I, I think I've read something. About yeah, Silent Hill. It's called Centralia, Pennsylvania. Wow. They made movies and books about this thing and Isn't video there, games and shit. Video game. Isn't there a place in like Ukraine or Russia that's something uh, I don't or? know, but this one is a Japanese game developer came in the 90s about the town and that's where the game silent hill came from is that town and the story of that town when we went there (laughs) toured the place and it's super duper creepy you know what i mean like there's a graffiti highway and you know all the houses that have had the anyway we figured we're probably the only other professional knife throwers to ever go in this town right let's explore the town we're like cool yeah let's throw some knives in the towns at the trees and we're throwing knives at trees that were in people's backyards at one time you know what i mean Holy shit. really creep there's like four cemeteries in this town in this tiny little town so <laughs> we leave you know super cool place and we're like oh you know it's got some juju because you could still see steam and smoke coming out of the ground in certain spots from the coal that's still on the ground my buddy was saying you could throw 22 casings in the ground and you'd hear them go off yeah. underground so Damn. we drive like another 12 hours back to indiana to my buddy's house we're chatting, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah, we're probably the only knife throwers that ever thrown knives inside this town, you know. We get back and started playing that drinking game I was telling you about before with the beer bottle caps, and you've got to hit your buddy's beer bottle cap, and if you hit it, he's got to slam his beer and put another up. 137 beer bottle caps in three hours we hit, and which is crazy. Like, just That's one knife insane. from 10 foot, both of us just kind of casually drinking, hanging out, throwing uh, I got like 20-some first tries, and my buddy Danger got like almost 20-some yeah, first tries. I couldn't hit one with 137 shots. So. Right. So, <laughs> And it was like one of those things where we were just like, wow, this is probably the good juju. You know, like all the, the spirits were like, oh, check these guys out. Let's give them some good luck. You know, and we just came back and just rounding out bottle cap after bottle oh, cap. It was shit. cool. But, you know, so every time we're at a competition, we're like, silent ill. You know, we've got to give each other the whole shit. You know, <laughs> you know, it's kind of a good luck thing, you know. Right on. But uh, it's cool. Yeah, that's uh yeah, but there are some places that give you like like a weird vibe. Oh, for sure. Even if it's not necessarily bad. Yet I still like it's still You like want to st- doubt it. I'm You're, still skeptical. Yeah, you do. Yeah. yeah, I can tell you want to doubt it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like the the logic in me says that it's right. something right. there's like for example, like I heard like a kid crying once and I just thought it was some like cats fucking in the Behind the house, or rabbits, yeah. And then, like when when we used to live in we used to live in Washington, we it was a an apartment building, so we'd hear the kids running around, footsteps. Sure. And then when we moved here, like it, it's not, it's no longer attached to anything. I still heard footsteps and kids like running around, but I don't know if it's just right. You're I mean, hearing sound, and your your mind is turning it into that. Yeah. Or I was so used to hearing it that it's like, I don't know, but... Little fuckers followed me. Yeah, little fuckers followed me over here. Yeah, I got to say, man, hearing kids laughing in the woods in the middle of the night is kind of scary. That's creepy shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just shooting at that point. Like, I don't care if you're kids or not. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's not, not, not a funny joke. So tell us more. How did you start with this knife throwing thing? Like, oh. what got you started? I won't give you the same story every, no. I gave everybody yeah. else, but yeah, pretty much in one. the same way. 
I started when I was nine years old. So the Berlin Wall was falling. The the world was changing. Ronald Reagan was president, and I was uh, throwing stuff outside throwing knives. Yeah, That's awesome. Um, it just be kind of came a thing where you know you grow up in a small town, you have no one to teach you, so you teach yourself. And yeah. when you use the right so, science, so this method you use it. It's yours. Yeah, you, you you came up with yeah. your damn badass. So, and that's basically just based off logic, science, and combat applicability. You know what I mean? It's if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I mean, people have been throwing things for thousands of years before we ever started shooting shit. Correct. Once we started shooting bows and arrows and shit, we started warring with each other. Yeah. When we were throwing things, everything was fine. So, you know, there's something much more personal in close quarters combat uh, than shooting something. So we had a little bit more respect for each other when we had to. When you see our own deadlines, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but, you know, the, the thing with throwing became a deal where it's like, you watch too many martial arts movie marathons, and you're like, well, why the hell you can't throw a knife from wherever? Yeah. Well, because it spins crazy. Well, make it not spin crazy. You know what I mean? Just yeah. take yourself down the logical path of why can't this work? You can throw a freaking rock. You can hit a guy with a football. You can, you know, whatever throw else. Throw a baseball. Yeah, yeah what's the problem? It. We play dodgeball. What's the deal? So it just be, kind of became a thing where I nobody bought me knives, so I had to go buy my own knives from an old five and dime. And I bought some old K-bars and started practicing and learning how to throw a knife. And I, no one ever told me you had to do it this way or you had to do it that way. So I just taught myself how to do it. Well, playing baseball growing up, I wanted to throw hard. I wanted yeah. to throw powerful. I wanted to be able to control how the knife landed. According to, So it just became a science thing that I just taught myself. Yeah. How do you practice the correct way because i know if you do it the wrong way while while you're practicing you learn how to do it the wrong way so sure like, i mean it, it's kind of a tough deal man because i'm the only one that does what i do the way yeah. i do it. it it's been a thing that i'm yeah teaching people but it's been so forgotten like the knife throwing community great community love them all it's rotational based yeah. like circus style shit with a line that you have to stand at and be like oh let me move forward a little bit and make sure my knife's gonna stick now I've never done that. Up until three years ago, I never measured a distance in my life. And somebody finally said, hey, how far away are you? And I'm like, oh, I, don't, I don't know. About that far? Maximum combat throwing distance? I don't know. <laughs> as far as I can throw it? <laughs> so it's yeah. more like a feel that you have for exactly. how you throw it. Right. It, if, if I stood in front of you and said, how close could I get to you before I can punch you, you could tell me when to stop. And I would probably be about three inches away from your face with my punch. Yeah. But if I take one step inside that invisible line, you feel that. Oh, yeah. The same way I'm doing 10 feet. The same way I look at my oh shit distance of 10 feet and go anything inside of that is no spin. Anything outside of that's one spin. So it's just something you can feel. Uh, and so it's a, it just becomes an instinctive way of throwing a blade because you figure if up to 10 or 12 feet my blade's not spinning at all, I'm projecting a sword cut. That's, that's what I'm doing is projecting a sword cut forward. Yeah. And that's where the power comes from, projecting an actual cut. Well, if in 10 feet or less it doesn't spin, then who cares? Yeah. After 10 feet, up to about 25 feet, it only spins one time. So who cares? Right? So yeah. if, if, it's, if I'm controlling the rotation, then I don't need a line. Yeah. After 25 feet, up to 50 feet, you just go to the second rotation. So you're just within two spins. That's now, cool. am I ever going to throw a knife that far in combat? Absolutely probably not, unless I don't have a choice. I don't have no cover. And like some, you know, there's got to be a really good reason. Yeah. The farthest ever recorded knife throw... Uh, kill was in vietnam it was 87 feet the oh, guy threw shit. it completely just asshole over appetite you know in for in flipping didn't matter to try to take out a machine gunner sentry 
for a machine gun nest happened to hit him, wow. happened to put him face down. Fuck. But um, that's the thing about a knife, man, that people don't understand the amount of power that you're putting on a blade here. Yeah, especially me with my little three, like, <laughs> one sixteenth inch plexiglass that I brought for him. Yeah. <laughs> that's Could you break right. through yeah, this? Yeah. yeah, you're like... This is your plexiglass? He's like, I thought you were bringing like, you know, fuck half inch. Yeah, I thought you were yeah. bringing some bulletproof yeah. glass. Yeah, I'm like, all right. Basically, he said, you fucking idiot. Uh, <laughs> not so many words, but that's... Uh, I'm sure he thought of it. He probably thought it maybe a nicer way, but... Well, I thought, oh, that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> I, when you haven't... Because it's one thing seeing it on a video, right? Yeah. And it's a whole other thing, like hearing it in yeah, person and... Sure. and feeling the blade how heavy it is and, and you sure. see it fly by well i mean so you, you know you don't uh, really imagine sure and i've taught i mean uh clinton emerson came to my house recently and we met under well i'm sure you'll hear this podcast eventually we met under maybe not the most uh, friendliest terms i commented on a page i was like hey man with all due respect you're wrong you better check out my page because i'm going to change your mind yeah and he did he was very respectful i, I sent him a video where i threw a knife through uh 85 psi uh, ballistic head from ballistic dummy lab <laughs> and i pinned the knife pinned it to the target you know wow, just blast shit. right through it and i was like with all due respect but here's your 20 foot rule yeah because everybody's like oh 20 foot rule died in the 90s with the knife fighting warriors i'm like dude in under a second i'll put a knife in you and it'll disappear yeah and you'll be on your ass Jeez, well they man. don't understand until they actually see it like yeah yeah pat mcnamara ray care wes whitlock you know uh, max mullen army ranger hall of famer uh green rain uh, green beret army ranger hall of famer and you know Teaching him, it's like they don't they don't know until they see it, and then they just go, "Holy shit!" Yeah. And I'm like, "Dude, think about it. You already knew it was there. Yeah. What, what happens if I throw a 20 ounce claw hammer at you at point blank as hard as I can? Oh, that's a lot. Well, then why would you not think that the case about a knife? Yeah, you know it's almost I mean? like we have that that image of those cheap like that's ga- right gas station throwing, that, throwing yeah. things. Yeah, and, yeah. And you're, yeah once you feel the, right. like your knives that are like. Heavy. legit like heavy yeah, it's a warring blade it's, right yeah it's scary and that's the thing is like yeah well i'm throwing a one pound blade 80 miles an hour at you what's the transfer of force oh yeah i mean you you, you can't calculate penetration because it's ground to zero yeah that's in, yeah. infinite penetration capability at the actual edge only once it starts to widen can you actually calculate surface yeah area. noon's laws of mo- right. no, i'm just kidding the, the the news news. Wow, that sounded no. It, it, almost, sounded, sounded, it almost sounded legit. Yeah. Con, no, continue. I want to hear where. where uh, you're no, going no, I'm done. I'm done. No, and it really is. It, it really is a physics calculation. Yeah. I'm taking the the weight of the knife times the speed of travel and I'm putting that on the foot pounds of torque. But then we got to reduce that to micro inch pounds, which is impossible to do because you're grinding it to zero, which is sharp. Yeah. So at the very edge, it's almost impossible to calculate. Yeah. Only once it gets bigger can you calculate its resistance to penetration. So, which has been crazy because as we found out, we're, I'm throwing through Spanish breastplate armor, 65 layers of Kevlar, hockey pucks, uh, skulls, anatomical, you know, all car doors, all kinds of stuff. Uh, the thing is, is like, you know, people just don't realize what is, you know, what is possible with yeah. a thrown blade. So that's kind of what my mission is, is show the world what's possible with, uh, with real knife throwing and real bladed combat because all that spinny spin Blade on my finger, bullshit is not real. Yeah, people will be will get a chance to see this on our social media, and on, and on yours as well, Jason. Sure. Um, how how crazy and how hard it's hitting. Yeah, like going through that door in that car. Fuck. 
Yeah, we <laughs> we we nuts. only saw like a glimpse of it because we yeah. kind of did things backwards because <laughs> Mr. Craig here has to. Go on vacation. Get divorced because today's his anniversary. Yeah, happy anniversary, by the way. Thank you. Appreciate you coming. Claudini, if you hear this. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Wish you won't, but (laughs) but we do wish you guys a happy anniversary. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Can't believe it's like seven seven years, right? Seven Seven years. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, my anniversary is on Wednesday. Oh, very cool. Yeah, and mine's uh, on the 23rd. So. All this month, you guys all lost your freedom at the same time, huh? Oh, we yeah. did same month. We, we did <laughs> same, same month. month. Yeah. Same month. Different years, but different same years. Month. Yeah, yeah. I think Leo started it all, and then yeah. Craig. So, so how many other guys are out there doing what? Doing it the way you do it? Like nobody really, right? Unless I teach them, though. So in these in so, these uh, like competitions. So competition throwing is way different. Okay. They, they won't let me throw my way in competition. Oh, we you throw, have to throw it their way. Have to throw their way. Okay. Uh, Which whatever, I don't mind because to be honest, rotational throwing is very accurate. I can sit there and hit beer bottle cap after beer bottle cap after beer bottle cap with a knife from a line. Mm-hmm. So one spin, one and a half spin, two spin, two and a half, and three spin, which is at twenty three feet. At twenty three feet in competition, your knife spins three times, which is crazy. That's to a me. lot. That's yeah. crazy. It's not controllable. That's the line controlling that. Now, when I throw that way, I'm throwing very soft and very finesse to put the weight on the dot. It's completely different. Okay. Not combative application at all. And until about a year ago, they had a problem with me because I'm the combat applicable knife. <laughs> You're the guy like, no, that's yeah. not. And how they're you do trying it. to go, no, this is a family sport, and I'm like. No, it isn't. It's not a sport. You're throwing a knife. You're, you yeah, you want to do quick draw competitions and call it a family sport. Well, what does quick draw represent? The act of the quick and the dead. You're, you're having a standoff where I yeah, don't. Let's not Start a family throwing sport. Throwing fucking flowers. That's right. A family Thank sport. you. Let's throw string cheese and let's see if that makes it more Speaking family oriented. Of throwing string cheese. Is there anything else you're good at throwing? Like. <laughs> yeah, dude. Anything with the point can be thrown in this method. There and actually, know. in all seriousness. What I show people to do is it's with anything with a so, point. So any have any of your students opened up like a school to teach people? No, um, not yet. And I mean, it's kind of my job. You know what exactly. I mean? Like I'm teaching these That's people to do this that. stuff. And it's like, yeah, I got students. But like, look, I've been doing this stuff for 30 years. And yeah, I've kind of condensed everything down into an easy to understand Method. applicable way that I can train you in 20, 30 minutes and then say, here, record this for your own visual. And that way you can see what I'm doing. Have you ever, have you ever you know? thought of doing like a video? On how like a video do? series or? Yeah, here's the problem with that. If I train somebody how to throw knives, my method, and they suck because I taught them online. They're going to think they, it's your method that right. sucks. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like we're not doing that. Ah, like, okay. no, I'm going to train you in person because what I'm doing cannot be lost in translation. Yeah. I can't. There, there's, in fact, what I'm doing is not a super hard thing at all. I'm actually reduced everything. You're doing less. All I'm telling you to do is take a sword and cut with it yeah. or be a caveman and throw a rock. That's all you're doing. So you don't want to be like the videos, <laughs> become a millionaire in a week? Yeah. Buy my video. And Where you got like <laughs> 30 different steps you got to do and 500 things you got to do before that. Yeah. No, man. It's, it's Look, if, if I got my blade and somebody's charging me with a crowbar and I've got my knife and I'm going, oh, shit, this guy's going to try to kill me with this crowbar and there's a sizable rock at my feet, throw the damn rock. Yeah. Why wouldn't I throw my, why would I not Get throw rid of the, the rock? Knife, yeah, yeah. Keep my knife, throw the rock. It's yeah. going to do the same damn thing. Now, when I train police and special forces guys and, and shit, and I'm showing them this close quarters disassembly because that's the majority. There's a lot I don't show on my, on my web pages because yeah. it's pretty fucking gross. It's gross. Yeah. I'm not going to show somebody how 
much they need to keep their mouth closed when they're disassembling somebody. And I'm going to show them very quick, effective <clears throat> uh, silverback gorilla methods of disassembly. Getting shit done right. Getting then. shit done yeah. effectively. Move yeah. on to the next weapon. Guard your life. But the thing is this, is like, you know, when, <laughs> when, when, when you show this stuff, but people just aren't ready for the amount of um, what you can actually cut through. What, what actually is the case of what you're going to be doing? Like when I th show a blade thrown, well, I'm happy that there's a handle on it because if there ain't, it'll go right through you. Fuck. So I want it to stop. <laughs> yeah. And like I show I these guys. Back. Yeah, I, well, I don't care. <laughs> like I, 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 if I have to throw a blade at you, it's the honey badger your ass to stop you from hitting me so Correct. I can get away or fight to my next weapon. I carry too. But if I have to... Have a, uh, if I have a split second, let's look at it like this. If I got a split second where there's a bad guy coming and I might be justified to use deadly force, but there's a 60 degree refraction rate when I fire a round at you based upon the voids cavities in your body, the round that I'm using, all kinds of things. So I can shoot five to 10 rounds at you because the first five rounds you have to shoot at somebody in self-defense or a bad fucking dream. You're not even going to know. You're going to be like, who the hell put blanks in my gun? Because things are moving in slow motion. The guy's charging you. You're, he's moving at you and you're going pop, 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 pop. And the guy's not dropping. Because it takes a second for his brain to register he's either been hit or his body to become disabled, to fall or to whatever. Mm. So that, that's a momentary thing. Well, if I can take my blade and in under a second smash a half-pound blade into you enough to put you on your ass, take a step and draw my pistol, and in that half a second or one second of time, I have moment to decide whether or not I need to put more holes in you or evil has left your body completely. Well, I might have just saved your life with that knife throw. You know what I mean? Because it's not, forget it being a knife. It's not a knife. It's just an object. Yeah. Yeah, it sticks you. Yeah, it, it drives you to the ground. Yeah, oh God, I'm injured. But look, when I show police dudes and special forces guys, I'm like, look, I can do this with a can of soup in any non-permissive environment in the world. <laughs> you put a can of Campbell's soup in my hand and I'll put you in the hospital so fast you won't even know it hit you. Now, a one-inch wrench without sharpened, a, 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 a two-inch ball bearing. I mean, what do you want? You, you, yeah. it, it doesn't yeah. make a difference you can do it with a stapler on a desk screwdrivers screwdrivers paring knives needle nose pliers it doesn't matter anything with the point can be thrown uh, yeah. The, yeah and I mean dude it, a, a bottle of Macallan whatever you know what I mean if the guy's crumbing at you with a, a blade or a bar or a, something to cause deadly harm pick the damn chair up you're sitting in and slam and hit him with it yeah anything you, you know have to what do mean? to defend yourself yeah you got it dude just having the mental wherewithal to say hey I fired two rounds at this guy now my gun has a major malfunction that I can't tap and rack out wait till that guy gets up 10 feet from you and drop him with that pistol and then arrest his ass you know what I mean because you're already in a position where you can't use other deadly force they give you a pistol well, in that moment, you can't run to your car and go get your shotgun. If you've got no backup, well, now you're in a position where if you cut the guy up with a knife and kill him, you're going to have all the lawsuits and all this stuff. Well, just knock him the fuck out. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> so learning the, having the wherewithal to throw something of weight is, is definitely an eye-opener for a lot of people um, just because they didn't think about it. It yeah. even says in the, in the encyclopedias that you, can't, that you can't throw a knife harder than you can stab with it because when you throw, you're throwing the weight of the knife, and when you stab, you have your body weight against it. And I'm like, it's the dumbest, backwards, logicless horse shit I've ever heard in my well, life. Technically, you can have your body weight. It won't matter. You, uh, you, can, it. you can take the biggest guy you want in the world, and I'll have that guy stab his knife and throw a knife yeah. as hard as he can, and that stab blade will be a third of what you I can throw. I think you and Leo should do that. Because Leo, Leo's... Leo's got that like he doesn't realize how strong he is strength 
So it'd be cool to see him stab something. There's a so word can you stab? It's, can you stab it's, 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 like as hard as he can? Correct. Could you get a knife through a two by six? Get the two by six or get the tip of the knife through the back of the uh, two by six? No, yeah. no, I, I bet you could. Sure. I bet you could. I think you should try. Let's no, try. try. I think yeah. we should do it. We just should to, do just it. To, just to but to just illustrate to gauge that point, it, right? That'd yeah. be cool to see. Because I've done testing 500 ways from Sunday. It, like Max Mullen, super big guy. I mean, the guy could just pick us up and run love <laughs> up on his shoulders. But he's a teddy bear. The guy's just got tree trunks for arms, and I'm like, dude, teaching him how to throw. In, in, and he was having his knife just hit the and fall off. And I'm going, dude, how come I'm throwing a knife through the two by six, and yours hits and sticks and falls off? He goes, ah, he didn't know. And I told him, like, look, your knife is your bullet, the gunpowder is your arm, and the barrel doesn't stop till behind you. So if you stop, you're cut. You'll have a squib load, and your barrel will explode. You know what I mean? So he's like, oh, I get that, because he understands ballistics. Yeah, yeah, I would have been like, huh? <laughs> Follow through the power. Yeah, if you start at 50%, end at 55% power. You're projecting a sword cut, not throwing a knife. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm not throwing anything. I'm projecting that cut forward. Once he figured out to accelerate all the way through the cut, now the, the power continues on. Yeah. And, yeah, it's a whole different thing, you know. Uh, so how much improvement do you see? Or how fast do you see somebody improve in their throwing? Dude, I taught Dina Meyer how to throw knives in like 30 minutes. Wow. There's literally the simplest thing in the world. There's only four different grips for different... There's four different regions and four different grips. That's it. So after that, it's all just practice? It's just practice. Like, if you can throw a baseball, you can throw a knife. Jason just made us a fucking board. We're going to be practicing a lot. Yeah, Yeah. I suck at throwing baseballs. Yeah, I'm terrible at throwing baseballs. So basically, I'm going to give you guys a quick rundown on throwing, and then I'm going to have you guys record a short tutorial for your private use. Yeah. So you can say, cool, this is where I should be. This is my grip. This is for the region. And away you go. Yeah, Yeah. so we'll probably have, like, I'm going to need that. Yeah, I'm (laughs) going to need a copy of that. (laughs) Yeah, so we'll probably do something like have somebody throw it without you showing them anything and see. Sure. And see how it would. I think having everybody throw it. Before yeah. he even shows us how Before to Before he shows anything, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. That would be idea. fun. Yeah. yeah, for you. Fuck yeah. For me, it would be fun as fuck. Yeah. You know, if I, if I was in his shoes, he'd yeah. be like... And, yeah. fucking, you know. and see what every last one of them is doing <laughs> wrong. Yeah. Like. yeah. So, and that's the thing. I mean, most people don't understand that it's an applicable thing in combat until they see it. But all they got to do is see it once. Like for me, they, like to me see somebody new come in. And I'm pointing at Craig because I helped him make a couple knives for him when he first started coming, not knowing nothing about knife making. And how, when I started, I started just like you, grinding. Yeah. We were hand grinding everything. Sure. We were fucking handled everything from yeah. scratch. Yeah. And coming and seeing somebody new, and he comes and tells me, I want to do it myself. Do it. Yeah. And then he looks at me like, what the fuck yeah. do I do? You know? <laughs> no, no idea. No yeah, a lot idea. of people that a lot of people that see a knife like this, oh, how the They're fuck like, do you oh, want yeah, 600 you bucks, like, 700, yeah. 800 like put bucks it on the, that? on the belt and move it fuck. back and forth. These yeah. things are about 1,400 bucks with leather sheaths. I and mean, and, and people know. look at you like, what why? the fuck? Like, dude, why? 35 hours worth of work there. Exactly. Let's, let's, exactly. Not, let's start talking about the yeah. heat treatment yeah. too. People you know? come up to our table and they look at our knives and we have fucking five tables. Yeah. What the, 135 bucks? Fuck that. I'm like, you motherfucker, go to fucking yeah. your gas station and buy your $10 that's right, fucking That's because that's what I want you to buy. Yeah. I don't want you, yeah. uh, that's the thing. I don't yeah. want people buying my knives that expect a $20 knife. Exactly. Get the fuck out of here and go be, you know, my buddies. <laughs> I think next, everybody yeah. in the knife world. In the knife that world, yeah. bust their ass making a fucking knife has the same feeling. Gets that did. same there, question. There's something some that it, like bugs me about people not, like having respect for somebody's skills. Right. 
Like, well, they'll buy a seven hundred dollar gun or a twelve hundred dollar gun, but they won't buy a freaking three hundred dollar, four hundred, five, six hundred dollar knife. Yeah, yeah. And so, it's, and a fucking a shitload go more work, more hand work yep. into a knife than a yep. gun. Yep. Yep. You know, guns and machines are making them fucking things. right, right. And that's the deal, man. So you guys know, but at the same time, it's like. We don't make knives for Joe Smoes. We make knives that are form and function and Fucking made for warfare. Tools. Yeah, man. That's yeah, right. Absolutely. That's why you'll never see me. It, it, okay. I like the hidden tang knives. I really want to get into doing some of them. But when I buy a Harley, I'll start making hidden tang, beautiful, finished, hand done. I make warfare weapons. Yeah. You know what I mean? I make tools of destruction. Yeah, that's... Yeah, if you get somebody asking for a collector's piece, you and, I, and I do it, I'm I'm yeah. down with that. I yeah, love. I've seen some know. of the blades that you have that are, have a polish on them. They look sick as fuck. Thanks, man. I wouldn't want to use it because I wouldn't want to scratch it. Right? You know? Follow me. But yeah. these other ones that you have, fuck yeah, I would right. use one of those. So you know, and like yeah. the spinner Bowie and the Kukri and the you know whatever else, they're they're made for warfare, man. I don't, you know, I want a blade that's going to perform. Yeah, it's it like looks some of the pretty. blades you have with you, you know, I picked that up and and the first thing I think is the file cabinet. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, just like, cut that son of a bitch in half with one of these. Right, yeah. You know, and that's my thought because, you know, you pick up a blade like that and that much heft to it, you're yep. like, fuck, what can this just thing be? You immediately yeah. want to yeah. destroy something. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to throw that spinner bow. Yeah, like I said, I had Taryn Tactical. Taryn Butler shot it with this 45 and we test the edge <laughs> that way and I've chopped it through steel with a sledgehammer. Remember what I was saying about that differential heat treatment? Yep. Yep. That was with the eight pound sledge and you can barely feel that nick. On oh, the shit. on the spine, so that's where you get that spring temper, that real hard, you know. So it's a it's been a fun experiment doing all this stuff and being able to make saber teeth and baby teeth like I wanted. You know what I mean? I yeah. want to be able to make my own knives. How do you get time to do that though? With all this <laughs> traveling, and all this. When I'm not traveling, I'm making knives. Yeah. That's, that's it. So, <laughs> uh, so so how long have you been making knives then? Not very long. Less than a year. Less than a year. But I've been a master carpenter my whole life. So it was an easy transition. So him, yeah. Going to Travis's and saying, yeah. well, I'm going to take all my master carpentry skills and all my cabinet building and all my bathroom buildings and all the beautiful stuff that I do. And now all of a sudden I'm just making it in metal instead of inches. Yeah, then, we're going you know, you got, a, you got a good fucking, a good, a good teacher too. Travis is a badass yeah. fucking knife. Yeah. He, he's one of my you know, he, best he friends and a really yeah. great mentor. So. Yeah. Um, he, he's good at what he does. He's good at making his, you know, fuck, look at this. Fucking grinders he makes. Yeah, you know, that's what I use, man. Like TW ninety's my baby, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I'm gonna get one. I want to get one just to put in my shop. Yeah, because yeah. you know, like like you do. You know, you set your, you can set it to to a to a certain grind, and it sticks to that. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So it's reproducible, and that's the thing yep. for doing production. Like on my saber teeth, I know that my slope is three sixty five. I set my deck to three sixty five. Put it on my jig, grind it to what I want. Yeah, it's just it's right. You know what I mean. Yep. And then when I switch back and forth to go around or do di- you know different knives, I can set it right back to what it was, and it's right back to where it was. You know? yep. So and that's cool. Plus the versatility of um, the finishing capability. I'm a big. Pr- I love my flat grinds. You saw that trailing point recurve. It's that flat grind's like two and a yeah. half inches wide. Yep. So it really, you know, it it it, it sticks to it. To, to it's, There's uh, not a lot it of forgiveness flat. there. There's yeah, no you forgiveness. Make, you if make you any mistake, up, you're yeah, done. You got it. Yep. So and that's where I like Travis's tools because I can really. You know, as a carpenter, tools, yeah, you know, he don't make a fucking grinder that anybody can get. No, he that's makes right. some fucking badass machines. Right, and so that's the yeah. thing. Being a carpenter, having those level of detail skills, and now when people say carpenter, even when I'm a carpenter, and people say carpenter, I'm like, yeah, you're a fucking wood butcher. <laughs> no, you better be able to make me some beautiful cabinets from scratch before you're a carpenter. Yeah, you're a framer or you're whatever. Until then, yeah. So, uh, yeah, when I, you know, Travis, it was funny because I'm like, yeah, I'm a carpenter. You know, to Travis, an engineer. That doesn't mean shit. 
Yeah, well, he didn't know that. I'm like, no, I'm a trim carpenter. I build custom kitchens, custom cabinets, custom bathrooms, beautiful tile that's perfectly symmetrical. Slide a bucket across the floor that's full of water and it won't tip over. That kind of shit, you know. So, uh, yeah, it was easy transition to, to know that, okay, instead of going off of angles, because angles to me are I can see Travis looking at you like, okay, can you grind? Yeah. 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 And that's the thing. Like when I bring yeah. a knife down to him and if he says, yeah, it looks good, that's what I want to hear. Yeah. Not, yeah. you know, not I don't need to hear him gloat about it. Because if they said, well, you got a little bit of you this here and that yeah. there, well, then I'm okay. Okay, yeah. cool. That's what I need to work on. So, yeah. but yeah, Travis, a, he's a great teacher, man. He's been there for me. And uh, yeah, every year he fucking sells out of his grinders at the blade show. Yeah. Every year. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Before the show even starts, he sold out. Yep. Before the show started, this time before we were going to go, they were already sold. <laughs> and, one for and, so him, he, and his crap. grinders ain't cheap. They're like three, four grand. Four grand, yeah. Yep. Uh -huh. And I mean, I still got to get a surface grinder attachment, which I'm doing mine by hand, but the surface grinder attachment is the best. Yeah, Not like what you guys, you know, with the big machining yeah. surface grinder, but for a grinder attachment, yeah. dude. Yeah, here's his. You can lay flat. I can taper tangs, everything. You can't do that yeah. on some of them machines. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, I think, yeah, I think I know what you're talking I think I've seen those. Tapered tangs, um, for, yeah. For, no, for his, uh, his oh, yeah, surface, surface grinder, grinder attachment. Yeah, about. they're yeah. awesome, man. They're, and Travel have um. Heat treatment forges coming out, fuel injected forges. We got all kinds of things that are meant to rename nameless that are being worked on. That will be new products developing. So it's constantly going and and being. You know, and I kind of feel honored to be able to R and D some of that stuff with them and like test out the things that we've yeah. made. You know, that he's made and you know yeah, slope settings uh, and jigs and platen faces and all kinds of stuff. And this brings yeah. a whole new name to the knife making world, man. Yeah, yeah. With all this stuff. So it really is, uh, and I mean, shit, I mean, it, it's in my brain already. I've been doing this stuff since I was a kid, so I eat, breathe, sleep, and shit knives. The shitting part gets kind of sharp. But <laughs> the point is, is that, you know, I've been doing knife stuff for my whole life. Like, I've, you know, like I told Trav, like, you know, we're kind of both lucky and unlucky in a way because, like, you've used the best stuff your entire life and have been shown the best way to make the best knives from Tim Hancock and the, the legend that he was teaching you. And I've used the biggest piles of shit my whole entire life <laughs> so i've used the stuff that hasn't worked and you know we kind of it's cool to come together and say well i've used this and i've shown travis about throwing and about everything when it comes to that and he showed me about making knives so it's really cool to go from the yeah i grew up on the farm walking beans with knives and shit that sucks and knowing what sucks but learning how to use it how to, yeah, how to because it sucks how to yeah. work it you know what i mean yep, yep. and so that's where the design implementation comes in because i've used all the shit that sucked and learned what i wanted you know so so what were you doing before making knives? What, what was Jason Johnson doing before? Uh, well, I decided to come out to the out of the woodwork like four years ago. So before that, I was a full time carpenter. That's all you hated. Did. Cell phones, just like custom deal custom work. Yeah, yeah, all I I worked for myself. I had my own company. I did a lot of custom kitchens, a lot of custom bathrooms. That was my main bread. But I mean, I'd make thirty grand a month. Yeah, doing kitchens. You know what I mean? So yeah. it was pretty decent scratch did you do, you do you think you got out like at the prime time of, of um, all this no or? because i didn't do any of that type of work like i didn't advertise i couldn't advertise uh, uh, the all the work that came to me was all word of mouth from custom you know that the, the things i do would didn't do just regular yeah. oh can you put in a tile floor for me mm, probably yeah. not have somebody else do it but if you want some elaborate shit done you know hidden bookcases that here, I here uh, like up in island park which is about an hour and a half from here um, there's a fuckload of cabins going up, and these guys are spending crazy amounts yeah, of money and, and for I mean, kitchens and stuff like that. 
the biggest thing I got out of it for was from the industry. I fucking hated the industry. Can't, I hate the industry. Not the carpenters, not the contractors, the industry. Lowe's, Home Depot, Menards, mm-hmm. the companies that provide my material for me. When I go to the place and I buy three-quarter plywood and it's not three-quarters, it's 11 sixteenths, and I build a cabinet box based on the knowledge that it should uh. be three-quarters, <laughs> and I pull it up there, and it's an eighth of an inch short, which is fine. It's fixable, whatever. But I'm going, wait a minute. I know I measured my box right because I just measure the box and go build the cabinet. Well, when I put it up there, it's smaller than it should be, and I'm going, what the hell? Well, you measure your plywood, it's all a sixteenth shy. Yeah. You can't buy the yeah, right kind wood, of tools. Wood now these days, they Dude, make you, it used to be. Go buy a pry bar. I used to have these flat spoon bars, and one of the kids that was working for me lost one. It was a flat spoon pry bar, and you know it's not a 90-degree pry bar. It's the one like this. So you can get up next to a wall and pry some shit. They made this. Now you go buy a small pry bar. You can't find one. Buy them little blue Blue Hawk ones, and I will go to Menards or Home Depot or Lowe's and grab them things just and bend them and throw them back on the shelf. Because until they learn that capitalism needs to exist, (laughs) I ain't buying shit from them. That's why I got out of the industry. I got tired of the damn carpenter. I can't buy an undercut saw, a toe kick saw, decent tools to save my life. Material has... How many times do I have to explain to a homeowner that the faucet that they bought at Menards for 120 bucks isn't? I'm not going to put it in, and I can't warranty their shower because the valve is made of plastic yeah. and, and <laughs> rubber. Now, when you go to the home, the the supply house, and it's 350 dollars for the shower valve, and they're going, "Why is it so expensive?" Well, because it's brass and rubber, and it won't wear out. You know what I mean? The the death of capitalism is what single handedly made me leave the construction industry because I work for myself, and I spend hours and hours at home stores rounding up material. Doing this, and I just got tired of it. I'm like, screw this shit. If I can't get an undercut saw or a toe kick saw in the town, I buy a bandsaw at at, uh, Menards. They don't even carry the blades for the bandsaw. And it's a proprietary bandsaw that only is carried by Menards. So I have to call and have a bandsaw blade made by Blade Serpent to a specific length because nobody makes That's what I'm saying. So I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore because it takes extra, extra long times to get. Go side a house. You go to Lowe's, they'll find all the siding that you need. All the, all the sh- but they won't have the window trim, the UT, the outside corner, of the tra- all the shit that you need, the, the little parts and pieces got to be ordered. And it takes two and a half weeks. But you, so, know, you know, even in, the, even in the knife industry, it's getting I've, I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen it since we first started. I know, you know but I see, it's getting better. Like, there, the COVID people, thing aside. Yeah, yeah COVID thing aside. Absolutely. That, that, yeah. that fucks everything. But, but just in the steel and the materials. Yeah. Um, I have blades that we started that we did by hand. And blades that we do now, and I compare them, and the blades we do now, in my own opinion, look weaker. Yeah. Even if they're not. Right. Motherfuckers perform like a fucking, you know, workhorse. But me comparing to my old work, I see, I see that. Yeah. And, you know, some of it is, you know, things we could all talk about off, yeah. off the air, but, you know, I know what you mean. And it's, uh, steel is tough. Steel is. is tough right now because it is, um, it's, it's just hard to get. The importing and exporting and, and the, the iron mills. I mean, you've, you've killed the capitalistic economy in this country. So, I mean, we've got iron here. We, we could make we our own steel, yep. but we don't because the cost of doing business is too high. So, and that was one of the first things I was hoping fucking Trump would get done was reduce the cost of doing business, reinstate Marbury versus Madison, and reassure the states that no state can make a law that's repugnant to the Constitution. That's first three things he should have done. Never did it. And I voted for him. So... You know, I'm a, I'm a constitutional Republican. I believe in free market economy. I don't believe in crony capitalism, which is what we have with like Menards, Lowe's, and Home Depot. Dude, I go to, you know what Klein's are? Klein pliers? I went to Westlake to buy a pair of Klein pliers. They had Westlake's brand, Klein pliers. 
No clients. <laughs> well, I almost left the store and come to find out they had them all the way at the back on the back shelf, hidden, hidden away, away from everything. Yeah. yeah. So you're, you're trying to kill capitalism. they don't want to sell you capitalism. those players. They want right. to sell you their players. Right. And that's where I'm like, nah. And that's where the whole phrase, you know, of the, the manual transmission, if you can't find them, grind them. Well, that becomes knives. Knives, absolutely. <laughs> you can't go. find them, grind them. Make yep, your own. Absolutely. So as far as that goes, yeah, I'm a big fan of form and function uh, like you guys are. And uh, my, my application of blade work goes in the same category of disassembly to implemented throwing to uh, all that shit. So. So I know I know Craig's gonna have to leave here here soon. Uh, so where where can people follow you and 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 get to see some of the stuff sure. you do? Uh, check out pronifethrower dot com, pronifethrower on whatever Instagram, Instagram, Instagram Facebook. Facebook, all that crap. Okay. Yeah, it's pronifethrower. You look me up there. It's a uh, pretty easy to find. I would think maybe a few people know of me so, in the blade world. So if people now. wanted lessons so. or people got a group of guys together, do you do that? Do you travel to do that? Yeah, or, I'll, I'll travel uh, to do lessons. Now I kind of have like a menu. It just depends okay. on what you want. I'm not going to teach the same class for kids Absolutely. and stuff that I'm going to teach to a group of badasses, but um, it just depends on what you want. Now, you know, if it's a day drive from my house, it's not so bad. If it's a weekend, it's a different price or whatever, but it's usually a weekend class. Just depends on what you want. Um, you know, when I train with the special forces groups and shit like that, a lot of guys come privately. And then other times you do like an annual training event too. Uh, it just depends on what they want, you know, and it's, uh, I'm versatile. And I mean, a knife is a knife, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's only so many ways the body can move. There's, I mean, there's only so many things I have to show. So it just depends on what you want. Yeah. If, yeah. Uh, if uh, you want me to teach a group of little kids how to throw a knife and be able to do it and not mess it up, yeah, we can do that. And if you want me to teach somebody how to be able to throw anything from anywhere and take someone off their feet and fight to the next weapon and do whatever else, we can do I that can too. I can do that so, too. Yeah. Badass. Badass. Uh, what do you guys yeah, think? Cool. So, yeah. So hopefully you can come back and we can actually do a, like, a longer version. You guys can keep talking. After I leave, well, we okay. have to do the, the yeah, we should do the throwing part, man. and yeah, yeah, and then he it, wants it'd, be, to it'd be cool also to talk later about what the difference was between how we felt before actually throwing one, and then sure, once and I can always it. jump in remotely yeah. with you guys too, yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, so that would probably be the next step is to jump after. Yeah. Week or so and after we can come back too. I mean, they, they can't shut yeah. the world down on us forever because we'll fight back at some point. So. Yeah, at some point. Eventually, eventually, yeah, eventually. We'll, we'll almost be good at throwing <laughs> knives at them. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever <laughs> them is. Okay. Well, we'll wrap yeah, it up for we'll now and then um, hopefully we can. The one yeah. time, the one time I'm not going to argue with you trying to end the podcast. Just because your wife is going Because I got to get out of here. Well, well, thank you All for right, joining everybody. us. And no, I appreciate it, man. You guys check me out. You know what I do. So yeah, keep sure. doing Absolutely. this, and we're gonna go throw some knives. <laughs>